Ladies and gentlemen, we are live on another episode of The Beer Phase. It's time to roll some beer and drink some dice. The beer phase with your wannabe hosts, Mark Cox, Dice Fucking Cancer, Ryan Smith. If paint were battle points, I'd be best general every time, and Jeff Swan. Softest lists and everything else in the South. Another beer phase. What's up, gentlemen? Howdy. So we're all swearing off alcohol for this podcast, right? Nope. Uh, <laughs> it's it's Ooh, time. Shit. <laughs> Can't even drag out a joke, can you? you dick. I am drinking uh, liquor and lots of it. Are you? That's how you drag out the joke. That's no. how you lick her. <laughs> womp womp. Liquor, all I did was buy her around. Bum, bum, yep. Uh, I'm 70 seconds. We are off the rails. Gentlemen, congratulations. This train has no rails. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. There's rails. Yeah. This is a hover train, motherfucker. I didn't All think we right. had a train, so... Right. Short bus. Well, I, th- I think our last podcast was, what, right before we left? It was UK, like a month ago. So yep. we'll have Alamo tonight and UK trip that we just took to Clash of Kings. But before we get to all that, it's that time. Time for the beer phase. Ryan, what you drinking and what you drinking out of, brother? I am drinking a gorgeous beer brewed in Lancaster, South Carolina. It is called The Problem Solver. It's an Imperial India Pale Ale. Super malty. It's probably super hoppy too, but I'm only getting malt because that's what I love from double IPAs. Um, Yeah, I'm drinking it straight from the can because I'm too lazy to go get a glass that I'll have to wash later. animal. Uncivilized Mm, Like a beast. It's also eleven and a half percent, so it's uh, it's what I want. Through to these kids, nice and thick, just the way he likes his kids. (laughs) That will be how they develop. I have a 
Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm glad you muted yourself. <laughs> Jeff, what are you drinking? Well, I kept it easy peasy with the cerveza because I just got finished with a uh, imperial stout as well. Uh, I am just drinking a Dos Equis out of my Panther Island glass because I have been on a stout kick for the past pretty much two weeks. So kind of taking it easier tonight. I didn't make it over to get those... Uh, beers that Lennon had sent to you, so I'll probably get one of those for the next podcast, but sorry, Lennon, I got off work a little later tonight than I thought. Mark, what are you drinking? What are you drinking out of? Oh, that's a good segue. The uh, box of beer showed up, and there's like eight or nine different varieties of beer in there, so I started with a Carolina Blonde Cream Ale, which... Shocker, Mark like started with the fucking cream. Right up my fucking alley. Um, had that at dinner. Pretty good. Uh, didn't really go all that well with the marinara and the meatballs. But oh, God, no. Yeah, who cares? It was good beer. What the fuck? <laughs> awesome. I wasn't going to just wait to drink it. I had to drink it. Okay. And then, uh, so I'm already on my second one. I've started uh, a Yeoman's American Brown Ale. Uh, that's also out of South Carolina. And it is a brown ale. I can I can tell you that it's nothing crazy, nothing mm-hmm. out exactly. of the box, no exactly crazy what you think flavors. For a brown ale. Yep, it, it it is a good brown ale because it is a brown ale. Exactly what you want from a brown. And ale. And I'm drinking it out of my Texas A&M pint glass. So good beer. Two beers down. Sounds good. Uh, anybody been getting any hobby stuff uh, going on? I know. We're all looking at, you know, doing some master stuff right now. So, didn't know if anybody was getting on any hobby stuff. Ryan, work absolutely. Um, I'm putting together some rhinos. I'm flirting with lists for next year's tournament scene. Uh, I'm still doing model a week challenges. I've been, I think, in October, I did all undead and demons just to keep a sort of monster theme going. Um. I did the uh, Warhammer Online Limited Orc just for grins. Uh, I actually painted him in the middle of Alamo because TOing is so easy. Uh, and then last right. week I did a giant purple worm for Mercia. Uh, this week I'm gluing together rhinos because rhinos are fun, also from Mercia. And I have no idea what I'm going to paint for the Model of the Week challenge this week. I'm going to have to make something up probably Friday. <laughs> See what probably I can paint know. in three or four hours. Friday. You should just paint something for me. Uh, I've got something for you. Uh, oh, wait. No, I've said too much. Oh, no. Disappointment. Yay. It's Lennon's birthday all over again. <laughs> you guys working on hobby? Uh, it's kind of a lull yeah. period for Jeff us. Is. Like you're doing stuff I right now. I don't really get a lot of lull periods. <laughs> like when I don't have work to do at work, I try to get working on some hobby if I can. Uh, I Work isn't hobby, so... Right, yeah, fair enough. So, I recently reached out to a pretty cool little company that I found online, um, uh, which we'll be doing a commercial here for pretty quick, uh, but it's Mini Monsters, uh, and their website's minimonsters.eu. Monsters, like, multiple. If you put in Mini Monster, it will not work. Um... 
but they have a lot of really cool and pretty affordable um, resin terrain that's really nice quality and I've been really just itching to get some really nice stuff for the tournaments and also I just want to have a couple of um, really nice tables at the house that are very very themed so I have some, I have a couple like townscapes that I'm doing for general purposes and I have some themed boards that I'm doing so one will be like an orc themed board one will be a dwarf themed board um, I have an undead themed board I'm doing an elf board so I'm going to do some that are all very very scenic high high level of uh, quality good paint jobs on all the stuff and good good quality flock so looking to have a bunch of those done for lone wolf so we can have some really nice you know top tables and stuff so when people are getting up to those top tables they get a chance to play on some really nice stuff um, that and I'll be probably starting up my team's tournament jarb here uh, this year as well depending on schedules and stuff like that still looking at options um, but I'm going to do something kind of like Blue City Brawl but just waiting to see when I'm going to jump on doing that but I want to have that available for that but they have a lot of really nice stuff it's super affordable um, you'll have a commercial in the next couple of podcasts or whatever we're going to have one that's constantly rolling on here in case you guys are looking for stuff I got some extra stuff we'll be giving away at Lone Wolf um, so whoever wins best paint at Lone Wolf, you guys will be going home with a uh, with a piece of terrain from them. Uh, they would like to see painted up and any pictures you want to post of it and stuff like that. They just want it to go into a good home. So if you're coming to Lone Wolf and you want to win one of their really cool pieces of terrain, bring bring your best painted army you got. Mark, what you been working on? Uh, I have been doing all of the logistical shit that I have to do for Masters. Getting the scores done, getting the players plugged in, getting the votes counted, getting additional votes counted, talking with all the chairs. So <laughs> I have not been doing any hobby, given how work is going to nosedive in the next like right. two months, two and a half months. The only thing I'm going to be doing is occasionally watching basketball and getting drunk on gin while I do it. Uh, then once February hits, I'll probably get to start painting again. But yeah, no no hobby to speak of right now. Yeah, in between, I got to get this at least assembled and started on painting, and then I have to decide what I'm going to do for Masters, if I'm painting more stuff. I'm trying to get my abyssals to be fully mantic models by the time masters comes around i mean i know i don't have to have it for masters but you know i always like to make myself some goals so yeah it doesn't matter at all for masters yeah you know it's, it's cool, a fun though. goal jeff painting a model every week <laughs> you, know, my, you know what my problem is is i totally paint more than a model a week my problem is i don't you just take don't the take time pictures to fucking yeah <laughs> like it it's it seems like it's not a big deal, but God, sometimes I just don't, I don't have the time. And I know that sounds like lame. I just, I just don't nope. take the time to take rinse the out your brush, I pick know. up your camera, and aim it. Nobody cares if your desk is cluttered. Have you seen the crap I put up there? That's true. Nobody your cares stuff, about your that. Your stuff does look terrible. I don't know. I don't why. stage. I don't like base. Shit. 
hey, I painted a model. <laughs> here it is. Yeah. Surrounded by paint pots and empty gummy bear wrappers. Mm, empty gummy bear wrappers. <laughs> nice. How's that been going, by the way? Fantastic. We're on week, I watched I think, some of 20? Them. I see some of the stuff people are putting up. But I mean, I gummy bears? We're almost halfway done i think there's a dozen guys that have still done every week and there's three or four that are a couple of weeks behind because they started late but they're keeping up with theirs too it's pretty awesome that's great i'm glad it got a bunch of people inspired it's so popular it's being ripped off (laughs) right hobby streak dumb (laughs) yeah it's okay. I can live with it. Some people can't hobby every night, but everyone can right. hobby every week. Right. Well, cool. Don't um, make me do another PSA, people. Oh, God. He'll <laughs> do it. That's the thing. Um, so I guess we can go ahead and what was first? Um, I think you guys took I a guess trip technically, recently. Yeah, Clash was yeah. before. Chronological. Um, so. Um, yeah, we can Unless go you guys want to talk uh, table saw injuries, we could lead off with that. Table just to, saw you know, injuries. Set the mood. Ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> Let's go with that one. Yeah, some moron on this podcast ran his thumb through a table saw. <laughs> awesome. It's great fun. See what you missed out on, guys? How do you fucking do that How again? Did you pull like, that you're just off? drunk or? Um, I broke some safety rules. So I was cross cutting the Shot. pine he boards I was use using for Alamo trophies. Stick. Not only did I not use a push stick, I didn't use a gap uh, fill because you're supposed to push it <sighs> away from the edge of the guide. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pushing it, and I've got a runoff piece that's about an inch. Whole thing pops on one of the grains and pivots. As I'm pushing it, and I go right into the side of the saw. And, yeah, it was awesome. (laughs) Did you cut all the way through your finger, or? (laughs) No, I still have the finger. Um, That's good. I swore a little bit. I ran inside. I grabbed duct tape and duct taped it shut, because I still had to cross-cut three more of them. Finished it, stopped bleeding, laid down and went into shock, because that was fun. Called my dad because I was freaking out about passing out on the couch. <laughs> and yeah, got reminded my tetanus shot was out of date, and that was what convinced me I needed to go to a clinic. Don't you <laughs> don't you pass out on the couch more often than like this story has led the viewers or listeners to believe? <clears throat> yes, the difference is I'm not trembling uncontrollably You're when not I normally fall asleep enough. on the couch. I, I was not drinking. <laughs> I was not drinking at all because you don't operate machinery while drinking. I followed that much of the you safety You apparently should have. Right. And I had goggles on, which was helpful uh, well, because I did get blood on, on my goggles. <laughs> but yeah, it was great fun. To the clinic and reason for a visit, thumb through table saw. That got triaged below flu shot. Wow. I guess I had it all in one piece, so they weren't worried. It was great fun. <laughs> you guys want to put a stitch in it? Well, there's not really enough to stitch into. It was great. It was horribly gruesome. I got very mad at myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you guys missed out on by going to Poland. <laughs> my, my accident-prone roommate in college. 
was working on something at some point, and uh, he had a circular saw run up his leg because it like fell on the ground and it climbed up his leg <laughs> almost to his like yep. his yeah. He lived and then fathered two children somehow. Wow, good for him. I have a friend who gave himself matching weld scars because it bothered him that his hands were asymmetrical. <laughs> oh my god that's awesome and that ladies and gentlemen is why you don't use heavy equipment while you're stoned right these don't really, match really <laughs> want to make this match but I don't know how to do it oh I, I got an idea he had an arc welder that's what put the first one on there Jesus. so yeah how is England guys now that I've completely derailed things with gruesome stories and of like half of our dozens of viewers. <laughs> uh, it was pretty awesome, man. Um, so we came in, uh, we decided to, like we said, go to Ireland uh, on the way in. The ladies were pretty excited to do the Ireland thing since we we're already going to be over there. We're just like, okay, well, cool. We'll just go ahead and hit Ireland while we're going to be over there. It's not like it's a big, you know, big cost difference. So I think uh, that was probably the most Actually fun part. Actually saved us money doing that. Yeah, I think that was probably the most fun part until I think the tournament for me. Um, but going over there, getting to do the Guinness tour was really cool. Um, you know, kind of see where everything's made and, you know, have a fresh Guinness was, was pretty awesome. I'm not a big Guinness fan, so uh, there's a reason for that. Because in America, the Guinness is sucks ass, fucking terrible. Yeah, and over there, it's way, way, way. I mean, like it's just so much delicious. better. Different cool. brewer, you know. It's just like the difference between when you have somebody brewing a recipe over here that they know the recipe, but it's still a style, right? Like you have to brew it the same style for it to be the same. Um, and, and knowing how to do the pours and everything, it was it was a way big difference. I did. I was always like, oh, who, who cares? You know, it's a Guinness pour, big deal. It's not that hard to do. Yeah, well, everybody over there pours a Guinness way different than over here. Yeah, it takes like three and a half minutes if I remember right. Yeah, yeah. it does. And it, it yeah. was just, just, it was just absolutely gorgeous. So it was pretty cool to get to go and do that. Um, we went to Cliffs of Moher and did all the normal touristy shit you do. Um, I remember. I was, I was like, ooh. It's so pretty. I think the part that we thought was the most funny uh, was that we ran into like all these all these Irish pubs that have American American beers on taps, and my dogs are going insane. Sorry, um, but they'll have like freaking Coors Light, Miller Light, and stuff like Budweiser. that. And yeah, and then they have all the good like uh, you know actual Irish beers, which is crazy. The Galway hooker. Right, that was good. I, I actually <laughs> like the Murphy's Red the best, personally. I'm trying to think of what my favorite was when we were in Ireland. The, the, whole, time we're, the whole time we're just sitting there like, Ryan would love this. Yeah. Ryan would love Too this. Too bad Ryan's right here. <laughs> would. I would have. You know, I, I liked Ireland, but I actually enjoyed Leeds more. Um, yeah, that was good. And, and I think a lot of that goes to tour guide Barbie taking us around and showing us everything and making sure we were going to the right places to eat. Um, made it way easier, especially considering they actually had like street signs so we didn't have to try and 
figure out where the fuck we were going based on the sun um, <laughs> through Ireland like we did. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really like Leeds. I thought that was probably my favorite portion of the trip. Uh, obviously, I enjoyed the tournament too and hanging out with everybody. But as far as the tourist side of it, the traveling around and doing things, I thought Leeds was my favorite uh, period for us. Yeah, I mean, I had fun with that part other than obviously getting uh, the worst part of the trip for me <laughs> was getting uh, violently ill off of some uh, one of their cask, cask beer. Yeah. One of their cask beers they had. I got like I got pretty sick. <laughs> so uh, I I had food poisoning for a solid 2 days there. So that was pretty bad for me, but Oh, that stinks. Yeah. yeah well, that's the bad. inherent problem with cask beers is you can't keep them on cask for too long because you're pumping yeah. all that air into them. Yeah, so that was the worst part of my trip, but <laughs> other than that, it was pretty great. <laughs> so how was the clash? Uh pretty cool, man. So we got in uh we, we went up to York and Leeds and stuff like that, did all that touristy stuff and then um we came uh down to um Nottingham and did uh Mantic HQ uh with uh Rob and Mark um or not, uh Robin, um, uh, Matt, rather, and got to go through, see everything, see them casting stuff, seeing their in-house resin stuff is pretty cool. A lot of their stuff is yeah. really coming together with high detail. Um, so that's been pretty cool, seeing how crisp and clean some of the stuff is. I actually have a bunch of metal Molochs that I literally just put together, and I just ordered a whole new set of Molochs because the resins look that much better they're just so much sharper so uh you know getting to meet the guys that were casting them and why they you know how their attention to detail on everything like that was really cool kind of we kind of got to walk around everywhere without any kind of like restrictions so it was pretty cool yeah that was cool uh it was funny because you know the wives were all, all giggles and smiles until we walked into mantic and then your your wife's face just dropped, and she was like, "Oh shit!" And remembered like why we were on this trip. And it was like, uh, "They're gonna do nerd stuff for the next like three or four days," and <laughs> just it was great because we were walking around like kids in a candy store, and they were just kind of like, "All right, can we go drink now? Can we can we go drink?" And then they were like, hey, you guys want to see this uh, concept art for something? And we were like, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we ran into somebody's office. Right. They were just like, great. <laughs> They're like, yeah, can we be done with this? Like, well, you know, we kind of just got to do all this other stuff. We're, we're going to nerd out for an hour. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so. it was That was cool. And then, you know, those those bros were nice enough to pick us up in their cars and drive us down. Yeah, that was nice. Oh, Rob and uh, Zach and Matt. Yep. Yeah, it was nice because the train tickets ended up being a lot more than they yeah. were supposed to be because there Fuck. was some boxing match and rugby match and all kinds of shit going on that night. So downtown Cardiff was like literally like downtown or like Jersey fucking shore that <laughs> that weekend. So. Oh wow! It, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was, it was pretty <laughs> special. 
<laughs> it was like the Jersey apocalypse. I, I can't imagine Saturday Cardiff night. being that bur- that busy. I've been to Cardiff. It, yeah, it was dude, it because was they nuts. had those two like major events right on top of each other. And then everybody was just out at the bar strip, um, like right next to where the venue was and right next to where the hotel was. And there were just people all over the place. <laughs> we had that dude Friday night, like, give us the business for trying to go into the hotel. And I was like, dude, we're staying here. Right. It's like a bodyguard for the hotel. Like, he didn't like, believe like, me. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> Stay like, motherfucker, we want to go to bed. Oh, oh that's awesome. Yeah, but I mean, going down there was pretty cool. Um, we came in Friday afternoon, did some board games and stuff like that. With uh, hung out with uh, Jez and Dan and, and did some board games and stuff. I think Mark was just kind of mingling with some some of the local players, but um, it was pretty cool. Uh, of course, we come in and pretty much everybody wants to talk to us, and because like, oh my God, Americans came all the way over here just to play in this, so. We basically got flooded with like, you know, we'd we'd like kind of hide on Friday night a little bit, not like hide, but like if we were gonna play war games and stuff and not get the eye from the wives, it was like okay, I'm gonna go like sneak away, go play games because I have all day tomorrow and the next day to talk to people. So, um, that was that was just kind of like you get in and you want to relax a little bit and play some games and chill out, not like. I don't, I don't. I don't really think we got all that accosted or anything. No, I wouldn't say um, accosted. I'm just saying, like, you know, because I was walking around trying to, to talk, talk to folks too. Right. But that's the hard part, right? Like, when you go with wives, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. you're like, okay, well, I've got to spend a little time with them, and then I gotta try yeah. and have bro time. Saturday was great. Like, I felt like the pace of the tournament was pretty relaxed which I wasn't expecting. I figured it was going to be, you know, everybody on time, like hit it, hit it, hit it, you know, balls to the wall. No, and it was, it yeah, was real back. laid back. I liked it, even though it was competitive. The tables were competitive. Um, well, but, I mean, you want to talk about tables. They do have a way different idea of what true. terrain is over there. Yeah, they were, uh, they were like three <laughs> or four mean, pieces short. <laughs> I knew I was bringing a knife to a gunfight, but I mean, it just compounds it even worse when the average number of pieces of terrain on the table is like seven. seven. Yep. So, well, that's why that's why I took the list I did because I knew it was going to be I an open mean, board. Yeah. It, it was, I knew I wasn't going to do great, but that really made it difficult. So doing as well as I did, I was actually pretty happy. But yeah, that that's just so crazy to see the difference in meta you know what i mean where you go there and it's like oh yeah this is totally normal for the terrain but we're like yeah you're missing like a lot (laughs) so i don't know like i literally walked in that night and i was like i hope this is gonna be all the terrain and they're like oh no we're gonna add some more by more they meant like another obstacle (laughs) like yeah you know Mm -hmm. they honestly could have done when they realized that there weren't as many uh players as they had first forecast yeah taking all the extra swipe some extra terrain and kind of plop it around but again you know if that's not their meta maybe they don't play eight to eleven pieces like we do that's fine right but yeah um i I didn't have a problem too much with the actual tables themselves um 
I didn't have any problems at all that weekend. Uh, I had great opponents. I had a lot of fun playing. It was really cool to just talk with everybody, and there were so many people that would just walk up to you and be like, "Hey, what's up? How's it going?" and just start a just start a conversation. Um, you know, and in some cases, like people wouldn't even tell you their names. They were just like, hey, yeah. how's it going? You know, oh, hey, what's up, man? Just yeah, assuming cool. you knew who they were. Yep. Well, I don't even think it was that. I just think it was like, it was just so casual that everybody just kind yep. of talks to everybody. And it wasn't like, hey, I got to go introduce myself and do this and this and this. And it was it was just great. Like, you'd be standing in line and you'd be like, okay, well, the food line's not going anywhere for a while. You just turn around behind you and go, how are your games going? You know, and they yep. tell you how it's going. And, oh, cool. Yeah. Hey, my buddy's doing this, this, and this. And, they talk about their buddy who gets the shit kicked out of him every tournament. They're like, he won a game, so that's good. Right. Uh, just just good fun. Um, there's so many people, so many people at that place. It's it's really hard to just sit there and start like rattling off names because you could go for 10 or 15 minutes just talking about each individual person that you spent time with. Um, it was just great. Uh, and then Saturday night after the event, everybody kind of rolled out and we went to uh, – get some Indian food, which was pretty good. Uh, and like half the tournament was there. Ronnie was there. Half of the Mantic staff guys were there. Um, and then like a good 20 to 30 players were all there spread out amongst the tables, just kind of eating and drinking and milling around. It was fun. Uh, I think that restaurant was kind of pissed off with us, but fuck them. Who cares? Right. They got our money. Well, it was just cool to go out and drink and hang out with Ronnie and get some ideas and stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was it was a lot of fun, and it was cool to see him interact with the players and just yeah. So he hang out that, like right? people are like traveling yeah, exactly. across the world to you know come and play. Give him a little glimpse yeah. of what this game can actually really like aspire to be and do. Right. It just always felt like it was kind of like oh, you know, it's one of our systems. You know what I mean? But now I think he sees people travel and stuff like that. He's like, this could actually be something, you know? Well, it's a whole different dimension to right. the game, right? And, you know, they have, they go to conventions and they have, you know, their their gaming conventions or their cons that they go to, like Adepticon or Manticon or uh, what was the one in Europe that they had just gotten back from? Essen, oh, right, I think. yeah, Essen. And, like, those are cool and they definitely get the name out there for games, but when you have a concentrated population of people actively playing your game, it's, it's pretty vital, you know, like it's invigorating. Mm -hmm. It's the same kind of high that I'm sure that we've all gotten from running tournaments is like, you got a bunch of people all playing, they're all excited and you kind of feed off that energy and it builds you up and gets you excited for the next thing. Yep. It's almost like a spiritual retreat the way it can be inspirational to you. Yeah. That's that's why a lot of us take tournaments so seriously, right? Like, yeah. It's not about going to win. It's about going to hang out and get to experience the, the community like that. That's that's what it is. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of people there. They're just like, oh my gosh, wow, look at this cool army. Well, that gives me an idea to do this. And da-da-da, you know, like how they take and tweak ideas and getting mm-hmm. inspired. I mean, just just for the case of like, there wasn't a lot of, like the previous year, there wasn't a lot of Mantic armies, right? But they came and they saw like what people were doing with the actual Mantic models and inspired other people to go start actual full Mantic armies. So more people showed up with Mantic armies because they were just under the impression that Mantic only makes these, you know, 
older models that weren't as good and this and that and then people show what you can do with them and they're like oh okay maybe i'll do a mantic army you know yeah i don't i don't remember what the percentage was but it was like almost double the number from the previous year right yeah that's what ronnie had said yeah yeah which is awesome yeah yeah, I mean, a grows. lot of their a lot of their model quality stuff has really come up a long way. Like, I was actually genuinely impressed by some of the stuff when I was there, like seeing what they're coming out with, like just across their other systems that are not even out yet. You know what I mean? Like, just seeing the kind of detail and stuff that they have on some of their upcoming stuff is it's really promising because you know those, a lot those of those interlocking and modular yeah. uh spaceship yeah. thing that they were working on where you could start yeah, as a smaller one, one and yeah. build into the other one just yeah. seeing how they kind of talk through the design process mm-hmm. of making that and why they wanted to do it that way yeah that was pretty fucking cool yeah it, it's just awesome. nice because there's a lot of people that want to give them money but are just like oh i'm not really impressed with their models well i think a lot of the upcoming stuff is going to change that so that's good that you know it's great for the company Mm-hmm. that's good to hear well especially, especially the obvious stuff right yeah like all those yeah did you guys see any of the vanguard out? stuff before it was coming out yep, yep. <laughs> pretty cool. Cool. i hate you both yeah i hate cool, you both man. so much right now yeah, pretty cool. Um, the, that siege over I am is super be excited about it. So fucking cool. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm actually working on um, the Vanguard stuff um, for the campaign stuff. Matt from mm-hmm. Mantic asked to help because uh, I used to play a whole bunch of uh, Mordheim and stuff like that in the past. Um, like we used to run, you know, twelve games in a in a weekend or whatever and just do a whole campaign play the whole thing out in a weekend so they Mm -hmm. were just like oh you know we'd really be interested in your ideas for campaign play and helping balance rules and stuff so like they're basically kind of like asking uh, like i'm into the playtest group for basically the rc guys to get ideas back and forth so if you know anything that you want me to kind of like talk to them about if you're playing it over there in san antonio let me know uh, we will be. Um, yeah, we just played our first game last night. Um, Jordan and Kevin played, but it went pretty smooth. The rules are pretty damn straightforward. It plays a shit ton like Dead Zone does. Um, a lot of stuff is going to change in it, obviously, because it's in the most alpha of alpha phases that it could possibly be at right now. You don't even have all the army mm-hmm. lists written in yet. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to come on it still. But um, it, it, I think, it, I think that they're really pushing hard to get a different demographic into the game, and I'll, I'll say it right now because we got it from directly from their mouth. This is not going to be. I mean, there's a lot of people. If you look at the Kickstarter stuff right now, they're just like, oh, you know, don't really care, not interested in playing skirmish or this. You got to stop looking at it as like, oh, it has to be a competitive system, right? Really, what their focus is, is like, okay, you play Kings of War, here's something you can do on the Friday night at the tournament for fun, you know, you pick up games, but it's also to generate, like, when we were 15, 16 years old, most of us couldn't afford to have a full, like, Kings of War army or have the amount of time it would take to paint a whole one. That's why I got mm-hmm. into Mordheim, you know, when I was younger. And Mordheim yep, got me into. That's what got me into Warhammer. I- exactly. So they're trying to I do the same Mordheim thing. I played Mordheim for a long time. 
Right. So it's going to be the same type of thing. You have to look at it as, okay, well, you know, you're going to get a different demographic. They're going to start playing and be like, oh, man, I really like to play, like, the full-size thing now. And then they're going to get, you know, they're going to get their first Kings of War army, and that's how you grow the community. So people that are sitting there saying, oh, I don't care, I just try to play Kings of War and stuff like that. You can have a little fun with it every now and then, too. And yeah. Ha- have these cool war bands, have a lot of, you know, funky, cool stuff happen. Um, and that's going to grow your community because you're going to see people playing this and be like, wow, I really like those models, but I would like to play at a larger scale. Oh, well, it just so happens, da 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 you know? Mm-hmm. So they're not, they're not hoping for this to be like some tournament balanced, crazy, you know, have to be everything point for point system. They're trying to make this achievable for everybody to play and then get them oh i've already got 15 20 models i could put together a thousand point army without with with not much more you know and then yep. it's it's that slow creep right it's a so. stepping stone game or a step, stepping stone game yeah so you have to look at it like that you know well i look at it as a replacement to Mordheim, which i loved a lot and miss I a lot Mordheim. oh yeah such a gateway good game. drug is what you're looking for right mm-hmm. gateway yeah. drug. that's what i'm hoping i'm halfway through the rules right now um i'm hoping to start getting some games here at the house in the next few weeks and yep. yeah i'm excited but, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's something like literally my 13-year-old or my wife could put 10 models down and play and would be done in an hour. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so far, everything looks really good, fairly balanced. Um, you know, obviously, all the units and stuff like that got to get messed with. But, like, you know, that's how it goes with playtesting. You're in the infancy stages mm-hmm. right now. so That's why you playtest. Yep. So... Yeah, all in all, uh, had a great time doing the whole UK thing. I'm definitely going back. Um, it'll just be dependent on, you know, if we go back 2019 or whatever. It'll just be what year we can afford to go back because the wives are going to want to go again. So mm-hmm. uh, makes it a tiny bit more expensive, obviously. Yeah, I can um, pretty much rule out. I next promise year, no so. more kids between now and then. <laughs> right. 2019 is so, the earliest for me. But it was pretty cool. I had a lot of really great games. Um, met a lot of really cool um, local guys there. Had some great conversations with some of their top players, like Al and Rob, um, so Tom. So lots of uh, lots of cool people out there. They were all very nice, inviting. I mean, everybody there wanted to talk. Everybody would, was like super helpful so i don't know man it was it was pretty cool sounds like we're gonna have in the ballpark of eight or ten of them coming over for lone wolf hopefully oh awesome so i mean everybody seemed pretty jazzed about it i know a couple of them said that they're going ahead and starting to save for 2019 to come for 2019 so it's a good choice there too Are you looking to upgrade your gaming table with some new terrain? Maybe a dwarf stronghold? An orc tower? A crypt for your graveyard? Or my personal favorite? 
the Orc Skull Grotto. If so, do yourself a favor and check out minimonsters.eu. That's minimonsters.eu. Exciting fantasy miniature game, Kings of War. On the world's most exciting fantasy miniatures podcast, Unplugged Radio. Talk background, miniatures, tactics, and more. That's Unplugged Radio. Find us on iTunes or on our website, unpluggedradio.com. Just replace the G's with threes. And keep counter charging. <laughs> counter charge. Charge is the first podcast totally dedicated to the game Kings of War. Join your hosts Andrew, Mark, and Rob as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. You can find us on iTunes and at OhioHammer.com, a proud member of the Ohio Hammer Network of Podcasts. I guess we're going to need a new beer face since we all just refilled, so... Absolutely. Jeff, Absolutely. What are you drinking? What are you well, drinking out of? Since we were just talking about our trip, I got so inspired that I went and grabbed my Irish whiskey that we brought back from Jameson, uh, which is uh, their um, Powers whiskey. It's Powers Tree Swallows, as they call it over there, because they can't say three. So it's trees tree swallows and it's a it's a irish whiskey that's kind of kind of got a couple of different spices on it very nice just two rocks of ice in there and call it a day very nice what you uh what you drink mark i have grabbed another linen roy special uh he sent me westbrook westbrook brewing company They've got a goes, and it goes down pretty smooth. That's why they call it goes. <laughs> That's right. Da-da. Boom. Da-da. Sour, salty, delicious. That caption could be applied to a couple of different things that I make. <laughs> I'm not fond of anything salty that comes from you, Mark. I think but the sour is intriguing. I think you're lying to yourself. <laughs> said anything that comes from you. I see what he I'm did I'm glad there. you saw what I went there. I see what he did. Ryan, what are you drinking? Well, in honor of y'all's trip to Scot- to uh, England and Ireland and not Scotland, I am drinking a Four Peaks Kilt Lifter Scottish Ale because my wife abandoned it when she went to bed. And so there's a rule in our house that if you don't drink your beer, I will. Uh, I'll be done with it in just a second. 
To be fair, when we go back again, we all decided we're going to Scotland. <sighs> that was Scotland is fun. <laughs> we're going to do Scotland uh, and then uh, the rest of the UK. So. I spent a great week in Edinburgh once. Okay, I am now drinking on RJ Rocker's Brewing Company Bell Ringer, also from South Carolina, Spartansburg to be specific. Um, super hoppy Imperial IPA. Um, really green on the front. I'm enjoying this one. I think it's about 8%. Uh, it was sent to me in a box by Lennon Roy because Lennon is awesome and did get around dedicated to him at Alamo. I got a beer in a box. What was that? What was the round? What was the Lennon Roy round? It was round three, the Lennon Roy Memorial Round, as narrated by Brian Blessed, which I can't do now because all of my family is asleep, and my <laughs> Brian Blessed impersonation wakes the neighbors. But suffice it to say, the words "Lennon's alive" <laughs> were uttered. Nice. Did Lennon show up to Alamo? No, Lennon had inventory at work because his boss sucks. I have emailed Lame. his boss and told them they shouldn't do inventory next year. I haven't gotten a response. <laughs> Did uh, Was Chris Gibney uh, able to show up? Gibney was not able to show up. Sadly, Whoa. the only out-of-staters we had were John Green from Louisiana and I think five or six people from California. I would have to look real quick at my list to remember. That's crazy. It was it was six, yep. right? Because Jeremy and it two was of six. his buddies, was... and then Q Jeremy... and Jen and Rashad. Well, Q yep. and Jen Jeremy are technically Brinton. Texans now. Well, they haven't moved yet. Not yet. They have not moved yet. They are moving right, yeah, next month. Um, it was awesome getting to meet up with Jeremy Duvall and Brinton from uh, Ark. Um, it's fun to paint every night or every week with people and chat and chat right yeah and then meet them in person it's it's like meeting someone that's on the radio you're like that is not what i pictured you looking like <laughs> uh it was a lot of fun i really you, enjoyed that you guys use the cameras though yeah it's like how, yeah, how do you not know how do you not know what they camera? look like they're aimed at the models guys we don't look at ourselves this isn't selfie time this is paint models time we, well, and, we focus and on the models bands on your dingus time too apparently <laughs> That does happen as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's that's kind of what my work is like. I I teleconference everything, and so then I work with people for like eight or nine years, and then I finally get to meet them in person, and they're flabbergasted to find out that I'm not six foot four, three hundred pounds, and have a beard. <laughs> On behalf of six foot four, almost three hundred pound bearded people, you. Yeah, no, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the voice. Yep. Anyway, it's that so... deep bass of I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm I'm dead inside, and so is my tone of voice. So how was that when RC got the... fired? Nah, I'm okay uh... with RC being gone. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan's about to get fired. Yeah, I keep hearing that. He keeps sticking around. They've been saying it for two years. <laughs> Uh, Alamo was a lot of fun. Um, running a GT is always a wonderful experience. Um, I love doing it. It's why we spend the time and effort into it. Um, sadly, we 
did not have the attendance we've had in years past. I'm not sure if it was just a bad weekend for everyone. And if that's a bad weekend for you next year, let me know now, because if enough people complain, I will move it. But I need to know now. Um, but move, yeah, we had 32. It was just a bad show one up. for us, particularly. And move we it a week back, about I it dare you. Because of... Well, it we was really you guys... <laughs> It was people having babies. It was people having anniversaries. It was people having Fuck friends that. come in from out of town that they hadn't seen in twenty years. It was that, it was a lot of very like specific excuses, but <laughs> it's Alamo, guys. Come on. I mean, for real. Um, we had an interesting blend of players from the super competitive to the super not competitive. Um, I had one gentleman we had to talk out of jumping into the Riverwalk for a number of reasons, but we had to do it a couple of times. Um, that was fun and entertaining. Um, he requested was, that next year we Jordy do a jump Murray? in the river. Did he show up? It, you know, I think I think Sean Malloy is the new Jordy, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> Seriously, I really, yeah. really that think so. Sounds exactly right, because that's <laughs> the last person we had to talk out of doing that exact thing. <laughs> So, yeah, um, I told him if he gets arrested for it, he's getting banned from Alamo. So, Sean, if you're listening, don't he's jump not. in the river. They've they've already written me back. We can't jump in the river. People drown in that river. People drown in that river under that bridge. It's happened before. It happened last year. That's insane. It's only, like, what, two or three feet deep or something? Like, it's not. Well, it's not deep. It was a jogger who had a heart up. attack and fell off the trail. Well, that's oh, okay. not. And drowned. That's not drowning. That's died of a heart attack and then just happened nope, to be in cause water of death was happened. drowning because he fell and was not able to stand back up yeah yeah because he was having a heart attack he was going to die of drowning was the anyway. cause of death he had fallen <laughs> and can't get up he was, he was, he was going to die of a heart attack anyway it doesn't matter how much water was in his lungs <laughs> god that got dark uh <laughs> yeah i got so... a new puppy um let's let's hear about alamo uh, Alamo was awesome. Uh, we played six games. We did something which no Texas tournament has done. We played all of the Saturday Saturday games at 2,000 points. We played all of the Sunday games at 2,500 points. Uh, we took an informal blind poll, and by blind, I asked the players to close their eyes and raise their hands. So that was how it was blind. Um, and a lot of people liked the dual format. Um, the general consensus was six games is probably a game too many for Alamo, where you're drinking heavily. Um, there were a lot of people that had trouble with game four. I saw a lot of game fours get walked away from and written down as a 10-10, which made me sad because I liked the scenario for game four. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. Uh, we did not have an iron liver this year. Rick Hoy would have earned it had we had one um, wow, apparently really? Friday night he apparently Friday night he ended up going out with uh Robbie King Ryan Shazon and got so drunk that Robbie Robbie King the model of not right. restraint decided he was too drunk and had to get him food and Rick placed an order and got a receipt that I have a picture of that says Rick the drunk bastard <laughs> for his food Yes, I saw that while we were uh, uh, hanging out. That's pretty awesome. Over the weekend. Well, I'm glad Rick's actually enjoying Kings now. I know it was hard for him to make the transition at the beginning. His armies yeah, are so he much made... better now. 
I mean, <laughs> literally, like Empire of Dust is a legit army choice, whereas oh, yeah, Tomb Kings sure. was only kind of good during. He played Varenger here, sixth inches, seventh. Did they bring the Legos? No, he did play as Empire of Dust. Edit that out. That didn't work. <laughs> that was wrong. Ha! Suck it. No, leaving that in. They're leaving it in. No, I didn't review the website, Doing it. so I looked. Doing it live. <laughs> I was wrong. It happens. Just ask my wife. It happens a lot. She'll tell you I'm always wrong. Um, interesting takeaways. You know, there are some things that TOs look at that players generally don't. We had no bad game votes. Um, that That's always great. means to me it was a successful tournament um, because no one had a bad game. Uh, I think only three people got dinged for their list. Um and I'm not sure if that's more towards the way Kings of War is for balance or more towards the pl- a lot of the players brought really interesting stuff. Um, I think one player gave out two of those, so maybe it was just one guy was unhappy with the way he did. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, we didn't have... I think we had one rules question, and it was Surge Shenanigans... Um, that got a little heated, but the surge rules, everyone knows they're a little bit weird. They're a little bit, people don't like them unless you have surge and then you really like them. Um, every other question I had was scenario based. Um, and that's my fault. Um, Alamo was a comedy of errors this year, putting it on beginning with the table saw injury. Um, the next day I found out my TO pack and my player pack got lost when I changed jobs. Um, I had them on my work computer, burned them to a CD, brought the CD home, and oh look, the CD's blank. Oh my um, god! So I, I recreated scenarios Tuesday night from my playtest notes, from the primers, and from memory. So there were two really glaring typos I had to shout down the attendees to announce that when it says victory conditions this, ignore everything after that paragraph because that paragraph doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> that and sucks. that's just that's. That's late moment panicking. It had to be at the printer's Thursday. I had a lot to do, and yeah, I hate looking bad, and that made me look bad. But, you know, every round started within five minutes of the announced time. Uh, The awards ceremony started a minute early, which is one of the things I try to aim for, because I know people try to get out and get dinner and get flights and stuff. Um, The scores were right. That's always something that gets tricky at the end of a tournament because you've got so much numbers coming in and back and forth. It sure (laughs) can. But yeah, it was a good time. I'm already planning for next year. Um, Paint judging went really, really well. Um, The downside was we only had 32 players. My break-even point for Alamo historically is 31 players. So the prize support budget, which is what's left over, was not very good this year. Um, During game two, which was the piñata, I handed out candy. Because piñatas have candy in them, and because our prize budget was $3.68. But Halloween candy was on sale at HEB that week, so we got some candy cheap. (laughs) Yeah, but to be fair, I mean, I don't think everybody's there for price support as much as the tournament and hanging out like price support is is really cool but it's not what makes it i don't think anyone's heartbroken if they don't go home with a model that they may or may not use um right i know there are a lot of prizes that get traded back and forth every year i think there's an orc battalion that's on its fourth owner now 
right that just gets handed away as an award every tournament and gets yeah. donated back every tournament we did do new trophies this year which was another of the comedy of errors usually alamo we do uh printed tr- uh certificates in a frame and i got the notification monday that the frames were still in china and had not shipped yet um because i ordered them from the same place i get the acrylic from the paint awards so I panicked and made trophies on what I had left over from the <gasps> budget for trophies, which was twenty two dollars. Which by using a table which saw, led, <laughs> which led to table saw injuries. Um, there is an award that has a blood smear on it. I'm not nice. going to say which award please, it is. It's buried underneath general. the Alamo please on it. Tell me, it's one of the generals. It might be. I can't <laughs> confirm awesome. or deny. But if you won best general. My blood's on that. If you won one of the three best generals, I'll spare someone some drama. At least one of you has a trophy with my blood on it. Well, now they can clone you. And now they have hand herpes. <laughs> it's it's underneath the Alamo on the trophy. I think the trophies were the coolest we've ever done. I was very proud of those. those I will be doing those, those did, in years forward. Fantastic, dude. They looked really cool. Big thanks to the guys at Shark Forge. Uh, guys, get your business set up because you keep doing all and you don't have a business and no one can patronize you. So, yeah, do that if you're listening. I know one of you is. <laughs> what do they do? Uh, laser engraved terrain. Okay. And markers once they set up their website, which last I looked was coming soon last year. <laughs> They're really lazy. They're, they're probably gamers too. We're all lazy. Yeah, they are. Yeah, a good time was had by all. I only had a handful of complaints. Uh, one of them was about reroll tokens, which I feel bad about, but that's such a part of the Texas tournament meta right now that donations for charity giving you rerolls is something I don't see changing at any of the tournaments. Oh, I think yeah. all of us do and, it I mean, now. Come on, yeah, man. If you, were, if you were betting your fucking win on uh like a reroll token screwed you out of a win like come on man like that, that play better should, yeah honestly <laughs> seriously yeah play better yeah I, I i feel bad for you that you know oh no we gave money to charity and you had a bad time right yeah like, perspective man it's a game Sometimes you lose. It's okay. It's like you you get the reroll too. You know what I mean? Like it's not like you're you don't have the option to have the same exact reroll. Yeah, I was compared to EA. It was very unpleasant for me. <laughs> it's pay to win. No, not really. But okay. If you feel that strongly about it that you're not coming back, I'm very sorry. All right. But, you know, thirty one other people bought one. Pay to um, win. We raised. I. Th- Think $750 for the Children's Hospital of San Antonio, which is a good cause because I like children and I hate hospitals. It sounds like a terrible idea, and I'm never coming back. <laughs> well, you didn't this year, Jeff, so I assume it was the rerolls. Yep. That's why I didn't if you go. didn't come, you missed out on awesome painted reroll tokens. I'll put mm. some pictures out on Twitter. If you want some and you want to donate to Extra Life, let me know because I have a few left over and I have envelopes. Darn Actually, we didn't like come because you didn't items. have enough free rolls. That's why we didn't show up. Right. 
Not enough rerolls. <laughs> Me and Mark need at two, least Mark. three rerolls per game. That's the only way we can win. No nope. minimum. Nope. I draw the line at two. Any more than two <laughs> is is compromising my integrity. What about if you're a known horrible roller? Can For you charity purchase, donations, can you purchase the furthest I'll go? <laughs> no, nope. the charity the furthest I will go is naming a round after you. Pay for play, man. <laughs> Come on. That's, how about, that's how how about nine re-rolls, and I can only use them on to hit rolls. <laughs> no nerve tests. Because I'm going to roll snake eyes anyway. We all know it. <laughs> you can only there. re-roll them on surge dice, Jeff. Okay, yeah. that'll be yeah, Unless you're playing a surge army. Yeah. Unless you're playing a surge army. <laughs> And then like, you can it, only use them on Bane rolls. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get nine rerolls on Bane Chant only. Oh, you didn't take any Bane Chant, guys? <laughs> Sorry, bro. That sucks for you. Mm-hmm. This reroll seems oddly specific. Right. That's a lot of fucking piercing if you do it, though. That's right. true. That would be awesome. Um. I was very amused when I was redoing the player pack and I'm going through going, okay, this was this one. We had a a scenario last year that was the prisoners where the prisoner on the other side of the board was worth double points and the one on your side was worth none and there were some in the middle. And I was shocked to read Clash of Kings and realized that that scenario made it into Clash of Kings. Um, Yeah, I was I submitted it like the first week of submissions. And then I completely forgot that I was even remotely in the ballpark on being in that book. No. So I, I was pleased I to see that. You should use this scenario. I said, you should look at this Alamo scenario that they've got. And they were like, yeah, this is great. It's like, there you go. Yeah. I thought it was good. I just didn't think it was going to make player pack like that. I, I like the scenario. I did. It's a great. It's one of the things we might end up playing at Masters this year. Yeah, it's it's a great variation yep. on the pre-existing go capture a token thing. It's like not all tokens matter mm-hmm. to you. There's objectives See, that don't. This yep. is why people, everybody always asks, well, you guys always have these weird scenarios that you guys make up and come up with out there, and we just want to play stuff out of the book. Well, guess what? We didn't come up with these fucking... <laughs> cough, cough, control. <laughs> right. If you did, if we didn't come up with these scenarios, you wouldn't have all of these new scenarios to play with. You'd have the five that are in the book, and one of them that's unbalanced or shit. So, well, well, gentlemen, I I want to give you an option. Would you like to guess how many scenarios at Alamo were kill? I'm Zero. gonna guess technically two of them, but Mark has it right. Zero. We had zero kill scenarios. But could it be one just by killing the other people and then collecting the scenario is my point. You probably could have done that. That's all scenarios, though. I know it's all scenarios. I'm just saying, like, there's different ways to look at it. You know what I mean? Like, when I think if you get, like, the loot tokens, you can take the loot off the table and stuff. That makes it to where it's, like, literally, oh, I could just outdrop the shit out of you, insulate, and just walk it off the board, win the game, when you never had a chance even to kill me. And then there's other ones mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh, I, dominate is, essentially dominate is kill. Like, it's just straight up. Dominate is kill. It's just forces. Walk into the kill ring. Yeah, it just forces. Do you it's just even better ring? for shooting armies. Yeah. yeah. We didn't do dominate. Right. No, I, I'm just. I'm just <laughs> I like triple dominate. You didn't do dominate. 
you lying we did sack not dominate. of shit because you said one of them might be dominate and it would be at 2,000 points. I, I'm, I'm just putting you on the spot. I know you. I, I know did hypothetically say yeah. one of them might be dominate. Might be. But, but it wasn't. To, he had to rewrite the entire fucking pack. Right. He didn't even remember what his scenarios were. <laughs> no, I did have down what they were. I just didn't remember all the special rules. Well, that's a step in the right direction then, I think. Um, I'm still trying to do the balance. I feel I punished dwarves a little too heavily just because I had two that were get across the board, and that's one that slow-movement armies have problems with. Well, it's not like anybody plays ground-and-pound dwarves, Kevin. (laughs) They They can get across the board just fine. Yeah, no, not. Not, not if you stop them yeah. for two turns. You can't. Like if you, yeah. If you if you don't allow them to march, they can't. They literally can't. You don't allow them to march. That's what I'm saying. Those little yeah. fuckers will march anyway. Well, you march block, not if you right? Have something you move in a, front of them. <laughs> move a unit within six inches, and then they can't march. Right. Oh, yeah. Wait, that's how that works. Game. Wrong game. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I didn't have a single complaint that there was no kill. I'm not sure if the players didn't realize it or if or if no, we're nobody, finally becoming accustomed yeah, to nobody cares the scenarios in Texas. Anymore. They really don't. I yeah, just won't, it was fun watching I games. Just won't kill stuff. There were some of those that went on and then get turn five or turn six, it's like, oh wait, what's my objective? But I think for the most part, players played the scenarios except for, you know, Round four when people were like, we're just going to play whatever. Too drunk to be bothered to care. Yep. I will say round four this year was the most straightforward scenario because it was invade with a cannon and that was it. Isn't that the same one you pretty much had last year as round two, I think? Uh, Last, it was round two, but it had a little bit more to it. I remember um, getting like a free cannon and come and take it or whatever. Yeah, and just, yeah. you get a free cannon. Free cannon and a free giant. I like giant, giving right? free stuff. We did the free giant this year. I figured with adding points, having them bring a, a big monster wasn't helpful. Gotcha. Cool. Well, <sighs> I mean, I'll be there next year, but unfortunately... I still remember 8th edition with the cannon scenario where... Uh... People would God. get the first turn, ten from the back. Target the opponent. Dead. Yep. <laughs> that was sixty percent of games. Shoot, shoot the opponent's cannon. Dead. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So they had to make a rule: the cannons can't shoot each other. Okay. Well, I'm going to shoot yep. the cannon with my other cannon. Ten right. from the back. Yep. Dead. That happened a lot in that game, and nobody misses that game. Nobody misses that no. bullshit. No. I'm sure yeah, there's I mean, someone somewhere that would make a new game system just based on it, hypothetically, to let like it ninth age for another age. <laughs> Maybe a, a seventh age or something like that, whatever age it would have been. I don't know, I've never heard of it. It's a thing, I'm told, in like Europe. Uh, but then so is not shaving your armpits if you're a girl. Fair enough, yeah. Not all of those things are good <laughs> ideas. Well, I'll be there next year. Unfortunately, it being just a few days after getting back from a 11-day vacation, it's just nope. All I all I hear yeah. are excuses, Jeff. 
I know. You owe me like lots of beer. Lots of beer. Lots, lots of beer. Lots of beer. A, met- a metric lot of beer. Well, I still got that big ass. I, 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 still, I still got that. Got uh, that big stone. I do. I do still have it, just chilling. <laughs> Since Cody I know someone that kind of, kind of vaguely wants, as long as he doesn't have to actually do anything, <laughs> hey. or like pay for it, like he said he would. <laughs> he he. When I asked him, he still said he would. You just have to be specific about how and how much, because. As far as I know, he's still like paying Edward O. <laughs> he owed him like sixty or seventy dollars, and he's paying it a dollar at a time through PayPal. So the fees are just eating it all. What a dick! Who's this, Cody? Cody. Yeah. Yes, Cody. Shocker. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Random people we know. Story. It happens. We we try to avoid those. Usually it's people we've been drinking with. Well, no, Cody's still in that list. Right. <laughs> Cody's one of those people that makes you look at your alcoholism and go, you know, I'm probably mostly normal. Maybe I'm not so bad. <laughs> There's hope for me yet. Right. I guess I could have made worse life choices. <laughs> So yeah, that was Alamo. Uh, Thirty-two players, six, sixteen of them went home with awards. So I'll call that a win. Um, Damn, no one complained nice. after the fact about anything. I had a lot of control over except reroll tokens. So that's another win. Um, some people got really more drunk than was necessary. I don't know if that's a win or not. That's a win. Yes and no. Nope, that's a win. I know, starts, who, I know Im- who he's talking about. So yeah, I do too. Mar- Mar- if it starts impacting other people, then it may right. not be a win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Somebody's going to get booted out of the was, tournament scene. Already knew that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, when when I saw they were drinking at like 3 o'clock on Friday, I was like, yep, okay, well, have, have a good tournament. Yeah, I'll have that's... fun with that. <laughs> yep, I've got to be a grown-up now. Darn. Guys, maybe maybe we shouldn't be doing that. And me without a dizzy bat. Right. I did miss the dizzy bat this year. Yeah, would have been helpful. Well, we finished, because we did four games, we finished game four kind of late in the evening, and a lot of people just didn't make it back. Uh, years past, people wandered drunkenly into the hall, seven or eight o'clock, and start playing games this year yep nine o'clock no one was in the hall i'm like well i'm done paint scoring so i'm gonna go drink somewhere else close this bitch down so we did mostly because the hall is really good and we try not to exploit them too much and making them stay up till midnight so we can play dizzy bat in their parking lot isn't very kind so we we leave and then we play dizzy bat in the parking lot once they've left and they don't have to worry about us right right because the King William District is a festival district, which means you can have open containers. The more you know. Really? <laughs> really. Ho, 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 ho. Nice. Santa? As long as there is a festival going on, and fortunately for us, the past few uh, years, there has been the Indian Festival of Lights downtown that, year, that weekend. Oh. Was that it's Bawali? 
Yep, the Diwali, which Diwali, is why we get fireworks right. at the end of Alamo, or at the end of Alamo Saturday night. Freaked us out the first time it happened, but now we're <laughs> first time we're like, what the hell is going on? Why is this happening? It's not New Year's. It's not Cinco de Mayo. It's not Fourth of July. Those are the only three reasons we blow up stuff in this city. Chinese New Year. Not in this city. Cinco de Mayo. All right, guys. Well, I think that that's probably good for tonight, and I think we'll probably go ahead and try and pick up another one in the next couple of weeks here, and then maybe uh, start talking about masters and what. Hey, uh, what I, they're gonna allow. I've got a quick and... question for you, Jeff. Uh, how many? How many? How many people do we have on the beer phase? How many we got, people? We got three, right? We've got three people here. Three people. How many of us? How many qualified for masters in their region? Um, I think only three of them. Yeah, we only got three this time. I yeah. think. Are we the only podcast that has all of its members qualified for masters? I think unplugged. Unplugged did okay. I won't talk trash then because unplugged are awesome I people too. I think. I think. I know one of them's in charge of it for their region. Yeah, Jake's, pretty, Jake made it. I, I know Jake, Jake is on it. I'm pretty sure Greg is. And then the only other... They're technically the only two hosts. And then they always have Mike and okay. um, John Vanoss on. But I'm pretty sure John Vanoss is on there because he's one of their best players in the area. Um, Give me a second. Okay. I can tell you here in a second. I, uh, I'm pretty I feel sure the basics. I feel the basics of a bet coming up with that in yeah. a couple of weeks. Maybe. Well, I feel the basics of a fucking challenge happening. I don't care, care if it's Masters. <laughs> podcast on podcast, which would work because it's region challenging region. Yep. I think I think we should have the ability to do region challenges for game one. God, that would be nice, but it you'd you'd almost have to do it like etc at that point then and that kind of defeats the purpose i just think for round one being like hey southeast you think you're hot shit boom you know i think that'd be pretty sweet <laughs> you you said john vanas made it jeff I'm, i mean he's one of their better players i would assume he's murking I mean, for the northeast oh uh, well, that makes sense because he plays some of his games in northeast so that probably he probably qualified for northeast and took that spot well he's no no i mean he's one of their offered mercenaries mercenaries oh, haven't okay. been chosen yet gotcha the, the merc spots have not well been i'm filled. sure he'll take i'm sure he'll get a spot you would think Hmm, that that actually surprises me. Unless he just didn't go to enough tournaments to like, you know what I mean? He didn't mm-hmm. do great at all of them. But yeah, I legitimately was not going to take my spot, but but then Kevin, he totally did. But then with Kevin having the opportunity to merc and stuff like that, you know, I'm. Got I gotta go if my Padawan is gonna make it on turning team even if he's not gonna be on my team. You know, there's a high likelihood he's going, so gotta go.
for that year. Other than that, I, I like, dude, plane tickets were eighty bucks, man. Yeah, that's hard to argue with. Which, by the way, Ryan, if you're if it's expensive for you, you should le- you should legitimately just get a ticket, drive up here, stay at our house, and get it go to the go to the airport with us the next day. Because I'm I'm thinking about it. I'm trying to work out logistics for a number eighty of, bucks, uh, out of dude. regions this year. Eighty bucks round trip. Oof. It's hard to argue with that. That'll that'll cover a lot of beers and the difference between that and the. I think four fifty. It usually is for San Antonio. Oh mm-hmm. shit! Is it really? God damn! We're a tiny <laughs> airport. It kind of sucks. Yeah, dude, you should just drive up here because that is not worth three hundred dollars in difference. Jeez. All right. Well, we'll see. Anyway, I'll make it work. <laughs> talk about it next go round. So. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Yep, if there's anything y'all want to hear about in the next month or two in our downtime, since we really don't have anything coming up except for Masters, and we'll probably do an Army review, honestly, between now yep, and I think it's about Masters, that time. We're about ready to do another one where people uh, have been asking for a couple. I've got a list of Armies people have been personally hitting me up about. Um, we've got a lot of really good reviews and a lot of good feedback on the Trident Realms one. So everybody seemed to really enjoy it because it's kind of like one of those mysterious armies that no one understands how the fuck it works. So um, I think, you know, there's a couple armies that are not so straightforward that we could probably do as well. Um, Ogres is one of them that sticks out to me. But, I mean, if anybody Mm -hmm. wants to hear something specific, because I think... I always hear people say that ogres are not up to f- snuff and stuff like that. It makes me laugh because I'm like, I would if I had a painted ogre army, I would totally take that to a tournament and just kick the shit out I, of people with I it. I didn't <laughs> suck with them this year. Oh, man. Didn't so many, suck at all. So many good units, man. Like, just people... Everybody says speed six isn't enough, and I'm like, I literally won two tournaments with a speed six army. <laughs> like, the death of this is not even defense five. Like, come on, man. Super solid army. Anyways, uh, I think Ogres will probably be it. Unless we hear, you know, feedback from people wanting specific army stuff. So Night Stalkers! Eh, nobody cares about Night Stalkers right now. <laughs> Have you looked at the comments on Vanguard? Because a lot of people are really curious about Night Stalkers right now. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I've got a couple of good lists and stuff, but just... Like they seem obvious on how to play them well, so I mean, there there's a lot of there's a lot of cool combos and stuff like that you can do with them, but I don't know. I just don't see a lot of people playing them as opposed to like an ogre army. But counter charge just did dwarves, so we'll just stay away from that. So <laughs> they went you have pretty to play in depth. Foot anyway. Yeah, man, it's the only way to go. Everybody said they all suck, and Kevin's like, oh, I'm going to play Foot Dwarves. So I was like, all right, let's come up with a list that works. He's like, oh, I don't want to take Battle Dwarves. Oh, I don't want to take uh, the Berserker hero on the cat on the Brock. And I'm like, dude, I'm telling you right now, Battle Dwarves is the best fucking option in the entire army, hands down. He's he's tried them, and he's now he's like, how do I not take three of these? <laughs> like, <laughs> they're so good. So good. 
Same token, guys, let's not forget the other thing we do, which is beer. If there's any beer you guys want us to review, let us know, because uh, we like drinking beer and we like talking about it. Um, whether it's a style, because we're getting up into winter, winter warmers are coming up, the Imperial mm-hmm. Stouts are coming up. Uh, if there's something you're curious about, if there's a brewery you think we should try that we can get access to, let us know. We will take suggestions. We yeah, like we brought drinking. some stuff back from Paul Welsh from uh, when we went over to the UK, so... Maybe we'll try and save you some specific ones of those for if you're going to come up before Masters, maybe drink them that night or whatever and just do a podcast on beer. So, See, now I have incentive. Right. I mean, he, he brought us a really solid... I mean, we still have some of the ones Dan brought us, and then we have Paul's. So, I mean, pretty good, man. Between yeah. that, we've probably got about 16 beers to drink. So, Oh, nice. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, I started drinking beer in England, so English brown ales are a style I am hugely over. Yeah, he brought us a lot of uh, stouts and brown ales. And, Ooh. Yeah. I guess I'm going to have to drive up the night before. Yeah. <laughs> That's primarily what he brought <laughs> us, honestly. Yeah, it was primarily that. So The best things the Brits brew. Yep. All right. Sounds good, fellas. We'll cut it off there and uh, just get some feedback from what people want to hear, probably for our Army View on the next one. So make sure you guys send us personal messages or hit us up on the uh, the old interwebs for everything. Uh, you'll hear all the fun shit at the end of this to how to get in yep, contact. You know how to get us. a hold of us. So. All right, guys. We'll talk to y'all next time. Later. Later. And you can continue following us on Twitter at HumbleJeff13 for Jeff. At Beerwog for Ryan. Or my blog at thebeerwog.blogspot.com. At CapAMR05 for Mark. At TheBeerPhase, all one word, for the entire podcast. Or if you have to contact us by email, you know, if you want to say something for a long period of time, you can contact us at thebeerphase at gmail.com. That's thebeerphase, all one word, at gmail.com.
Underground.